This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, Doctor Who fans, thank you for joining <laughs> us. I think that... Heaven sent us an episode this week because we're talking about Doctor Who here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, and I'm going the wrong direction in this head bobbing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as I said, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. You can follow me throughout the week, throughout the show. Tweet me at that Zach Wilson. Uh, now let me introduce my fantastic panel so we can jump into this intense episode. To my left, joining us this week again, Steve Kaufman's here. Thank you so much for having me back. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. And the usual suspects, Tari Miller. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. And the lovely Yell Teagle. Hey everybody, you can find me on Twitter at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. I'm also live in the chat roll with all the people who are watching us live. Yes, and thank you. Thank you to those of us, those of you who have joined us live. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not joining us live, we still like you. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's dive into this episode. Um, this was a unique episode to say the least. Um, in that it is one of those there's there's a few episodes throughout Doctor Who where it's like basically just the Doctor doing his thing with nothing else but mm. I don't know if there's been an episode correct me guys if I'm wrong and chat roll let us know yeah. if I'm wrong has there ever been an episode with so few lines from any other character this was like 96% the Doctor I would say it was yeah. more than that yeah and I I loved it because it relied on yeah, no, the, I guess ninety nine percent. Yeah, really. it relied on its current strength. One of one of its current strengths, which is Peter Capaldi. Yes. Yeah, and just let him go. Let's write a whole thing. What do you guys think? Which uh, to to, start, to kick us off? Let's start with the L. Um, I really liked the end of this episode when we sped up time and got to where we were going. I love the montage. That. You're mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and then where we. Where we ended? Oh, amazing. (laughs) But there were parts, specifically when he puts the clothing back on the chair, that I went, oh, like this, this, he did it. Like, Hmm. he did it. That's that's the thing. (laughs) 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 So I shouted at my TV. I went, Groundhog Day or Time Loop or something. He did it. Right. Um, And so I felt like at that point forward, I was looking for that. Interesting. Okay, so you caught it before I did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't catch it until the montage, or until, like, right before he that. explained it? Well, <laughs> I think I might have gotten it, like, a minute before he, like, yeah. started explaining it, but it it wasn't, I wasn't that far ahead of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara, what'd you think? Um, I was, that was about where I caught it, too. Um, but I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really good episode. I thought that the monster was very frightening. Which uh, is it's nice to get back to like terrifying who monsters, mm-hmm. um, and then I also thought that like 
the way that they kind of got took you on this journey along with the doctor was it was both maddening in a in like a good way like you understood his fear and you understood his his like slight craziness but i also loved the like mind palace stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm glad you called it a mind palace <laughs> because like everyone's like okay so moffat you're like vaguely stealing from yourself here <laughs> um it's fine because i love it but you stole this from your other show right <laughs> steve what about you um i just really enjoyed everything about this episode um it played to its strengths if mm-hmm. there were any weaknesses hid them it's, it's probably it's definitely the best capaldi episode yeah um I'm not sure if I could say it's his best episode, but it is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, how I see this episode in terms of the quality compared to the rest of Capaldi's run will rely a lot on next episode yeah. to provide us with some context. Because I think that the context could entirely shift it. But right now, I'm loving this mm. episode. Um, I've rewatched it uh, today, and like I, I watched it uh, over the weekend on Saturday night, and then I rewatched it today. And the second time through, when knowing everything that's going into it, is just this is a very well constructed episode. This is Moffat doing his thing well. Yeah, like we we talk a lot about Moffat mm-hmm. and like where he can go off the rails. And I think that this was an episode he probably had been like building for a while, and he he put the time and effort into this little tiny world to make it work, make it scary, and make it sing in a way that a lot of episodes don't. It doesn't, it doesn't like step outside of itself where it's like relying on crazy otherworldly things. Like it is, it's it's almost, it's poetic Mm. episode. Mm -hmm. So you could just watch it and it could live on its own. It, in a greater context, but it, it still relies on the greater context of Doctor Who, but it so stands on its own as one story that it could almost be like, I, I don't know why I'm picking this, but like it, it could almost be like an Edgar Allan Poe magical realism story. Oh, right. If you took the Doctor out of it, just this whole cyclical thing, with like, obviously there are rules to being the Doctor yeah. and Time Lords and everything that inform what this story is, but the basics here is just a good story. Yeah. yeah. Overall. Um, Nugget75 uh, in the chat says, on rewatch, Capaldi was totally aware of everything going on in the Doctor's head and the entire story. Subtle facial expressions. And I totally agree going mm. back to your t- uh, talking about how great he was. Um, and Brooke K asks about the clothing. She says, did the first iteration <laughs> go naked? And Absolutely. Um, yes, retroactive said, yeah, the first Doctor went nude. Um, I I love the idea of like he got there and he dried off his clothing and then walked around naked and then like died and brought in the new one mm-hmm. and it was like oh good there's dry clothing <laughs> yeah at because fir- at first when I'm looking at the clothing my first my initial thought was oh bootstrap paradox because mm-hmm. um, that was a big thing this right. season yeah. um and like that seemed to be this almost seemed like this is the answer to the bootstrap paradox. Um, is that there was a slightly different version in history mm-hmm. that started this chain, right. but there's some rule to the universe mm. that made it possible. It's not just a weird cycle of impossibilities. Well, I mean, it's not even a time travel thing. It's that, like, one of them, I'm, which I would really enjoy seeing the first one because he, his journey probably was really harsh. But, like, just uh, essentially... Knowing how he thinks laid clues uh, once he figured it all out, mm. and then from there it was just a matter of like like in the same way that they did the the time heist, how <laughs> he essentially laid all those clues, knowing how everyone else would react to them. I feel like it was the same thing. Um, so I mean, bootstrap uh, paradox aside, I felt like it was uh, very well crafted by First Doctor, so that. Doctor hundred million billion pajillion would eventually figure it yeah, out. Yeah, everything from yeah. I am in twelve yeah. to yeah. the clothing to like all of it was set up in a way so that he he knew what he would do. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like the um the bank heist episode. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just you know said much, that. Did you say bank heist? 
He said time heist, but time heist. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> the heist episode. I heard. I heard you say a different episode. I was like, oh, there's another one. Um, <laughs> I, well, I like what J um, J Keogh of 1992 says. Um, it ties into the Zygon inversion episode, which we all thought it was a little weird mm. when he like broke the fourth wall and he was like talking to us. Yeah. That what? So this provides some context there. That was his mind palace. Yes. Um, yeah. That we were getting. It, it makes it a little less jarring mm-hmm. in yeah. retrospect. I also really like that um, she's there in his mind palace. Yeah, yeah that's very interesting. Writing. Well, let's 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 talk about Clara while we're here. Um, um, sorry, y'all. Nope, that Do, was it. Yeah, um, I, I did. I did like. I did like her being there. Um, but how did you guys feel about? We had the Clara death episode a week ago, mm-hmm. and Jenna Coleman is back. So, Yell, you you liked it, or, or well, you look like you're. No, I was just I was just thinking who who was it last week that said that there was no way she wasn't not going to be back. Who was it who said that? I mean, I don't know who started I, the conversation. I, I, I don't think anyone disagreed. I wasn't Whatever, here. I said it. <laughs> was it Matt Lieberman? <laughs> I, I actually just checked the tape. It was in fact Yale Teagle. Thank okay. you. Oh, thank you. Wow. Was, <laughs> thanks. What a check re- the wow. tape. Is very cool. Wow. Thank you. Yale. Wow! Is it pick on Is it? I mean, there was there's a lot of theories going around about like because I think a lot of people just anyone paying attention to casting notices and like credits yeah. and everything mm-hmm. knew that Jenna Coleman was going to appear before the end of the season. That and people were saying, oh, it'll it could be an Echo Clara from the jumping in the time stream. It could be Bonnie still with like some kind of psychic connection to Clara. Mm. Uh, there's a ton of theories about yeah. how Jenna Coleman was going to appear again. Um, this this one wasn't... Imaginary Clara was, of course, suggested, but this was a different way than I think anyone mm. pictured. Right. Um, and it worked. It. Um, I'm curious what you guys thought, though. Was this a more emotional send-off for Jenna Coleman and the Clara character than last week? I would have really liked, uh, in terms of, you know, Clara's gone, I would have really liked that this episode, if it was just him talking to her and her not, like, her not appearing to touch his face and just the back of her head all the time, I would have liked that better because, to me, that's him mourning and then letting us Mm -hmm. mourn, whereas uh, her being there and touching his face, you know, and whatever reminds me of um, when Amy came back to say goodbye. It was the same shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you look like that same exact shot of of the ha- like yeah. as Amy approaches, as Clara approaches, putting the hand to the doctor's right, right cheek. And then it slowly just exits frame. But, like, right. it also reminds me of when we lost Matt Smith and he calls in. And I'm like, I don't... Yep. Let us I, mourn. I pretend yeah. that did not happen. Yeah, I did. That was, that was an imaginary phone call, yell. It didn't actually yeah. happen. It was in his mind palace. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also... Nugget75 says, what would you do? Same as you. That's what uh, got you killed. That was very sad. Mm, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that... <laughs> I'm glad he said it. Because, like, we were talking last week, like, yeah, because you were acting like the doctor. That's what got you killed. And that's, but I like that he, because the doctor is smart. Like, he knows what happened. I like that he acknowledges it, that Mm -hmm. he's now aware of that. He may not be directly responsible for what happened to Clara, but he does, he is going to feel responsible in a different way than he has with with other companions. Right. Um, To me, like, why I asked that question, to me, this was a much, like, despite, I I, I I agree with you, Yell. I think it would have been stronger to just hear her, like, see her with the chalkboard for the back of the head. I think hearing her at that moment would have been great. Um, I didn't need to see her again. Yeah. But I will say this for me was a much more emo- for me was a much more emotional send off for the character and for Jenna Coleman. Do you think this hmm. is the the send off that we're done dealing with Clara? I think it. I, I think it is. I hope so. I think you're wrong, and I think people in the chat are saying that it is yet to be completed. Ugh. I I I mean, somebody also says Moffat had a crush uh, on Jenna, and like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he means in a in a professional way. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think what he means is that Moffat really liked Jenna as an actress and wanted to continue to use her and was sad that she left and nope. therefore will continue to give us this send off which will 
go on forever the way he had a crush on uh, Matt Smith. Remember when Matt Smith made that phone call? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I, I, I want, retconned it out of my brain. <laughs> uh, I, I want this to be it. I want because this oh, was we, a, we all want it, right. to be but it. like this was a very we've wanted it to be it since the Christmas special. Fair enough. Yes, but I think last week was, for lack of a better word, a little cheap, and that this week we're finally getting the weight, the emotional weight of like, no, she's leaving, she's gone. So for her to be back in any capacity next week, I, I'd kind of not be not be game. Um, Kartik yeah. says it's not the last we've seen of her. Good guy says I hope this is the last. <laughs> Vif Uzor says Clara's back in the last episode. Um, Shadrach says she's in the last episode. Guys, I think I'm <laughs> right again. She's in the next episode. She might be. Um, if it's in a yeah, similar welcome. capacity, I think I could be okay with it because <laughs> it is a two-parter, because it is part of the same story. And when watched together... Or as Yael calls it, a three-parter. Go on. Uh-huh. When watched together, regardless, it will feel... It won't feel like it's another tacked-on thing. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. feel like, oh, no, we're continuing this Mind Palace yeah. device through the same story. Um, Brooke says that a professional crush is an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I I think that they was, it was, she was used well in this episode. Um, the Mind Palace device was very interesting and a very good way for the Doctor to talk to himself without it feeling just like mm. a guy running around on screen talking to himself all yeah. the time. Like it, cha- it changed it just enough, the setting, because we got this like very small world that we were in, mm-hmm. I also like that his mind palace is the TARDIS. Oh, that, yeah, it, it makes yeah. the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and him running around talking to himself in the TARDIS makes even more sense because he does that normally. Right. Um, yeah. And the idea that he's running around talking to Clara, who may not be there, we've seen him do that while she's still alive. Yeah, yeah. It and, was just real perfect. And he was talking to her in the way he always spoke to her. Yeah. In like this. Explainy, mm-hmm. and like this explainy, I'm teaching you the way you always yeah. speak yeah, to like, any companion, like a show off. Yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's the one. But yeah. then to have her on the chalkboard, I let it was all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want her to come back. Actually, it can well, yeah, rip I that bandaid off. She's gone, guy. It's not. That, uh, nope, bandaid's still halfway there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, you were saying. Oh, um, I was I was just agreeing that like yeah. I think that I think that her send off has been perfect enough times we we discussed this before that like essentially every time they bring her back it like makes us less sympathetic and makes us care less about her dying yeah so like having another like maybe she can appear as like the moment or something but she has to be someone different she can't be the same clara look clara will like inevitably be back in the 55th anniversary special Mm -hmm. um for for a moment (laughs) (laughs) Um, as one of the longest running companions of Modern Who, and yeah. she is, inevitably she will return for an anniversary episode, crossover, whatever, at some point in some capacity. Yeah. Right. What that is, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because she got the 50th, maybe she'll have to wait a little while. Because <laughs> there was no other companions got to be in that uh, event. Yeah. Um, Technically. Technically. Technically, because R- Bad Wolf Rose was there. Yes, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. I, I slightly misspoke. She was the only companion, companion. as yeah. a companion. That's what I said. Technically, yeah. Um, it, it, regardless. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about the world that we're in in this episode the and one like deconstruct full of flies. <laughs> yes, full of flies. Just the the entire, but the entire like how it's constructed. I want. I want to deconstruct what this is. So, at the end, we see that it is a confession dial. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the instinct is to assume that it's the doctor's confession dial, but me has that, right? I think... Or could it be something that... Ex- because there's like... It, could it be a portal between dimensions? So, I believe that when... The doctor is beamed up to wherever the doctor was beamed up to, which is right. He's beamed where... into the confession dial, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if me was working for the Time Lords, she could once she has the confession dial, 
she could put any, it, any number any, of things could have mm, happened right. to it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, and again, they're time travelers, so no matter when they put it, he would have uh, essentially beamed to that point. Yeah. 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 Um, Sorry. Yeah. Um, I just want to say this because I, I have no way to confirm or deny it, but it's something that someone said in the chat roll. Um, J-K-E-O-G-H-1992 said, well, Mayor Me is shown in Gallifrey in the next episode. There's... Not a, I don't think it's a spoiler. It's not confirmed. Someone just said it in the chat roll. <laughs> we'll talk about the, the next Dons later. But that, I think, is relevant to what we're talking about with the confession dial and May or Me had it last. Yes, but we'll talk about next Dons. For anyone who doesn't like that stuff... It is unconfirmed. In For all the, we know, it's rumor. After the <laughs> prediction spoiler wall. Go on. We'll talk about it then. Um, save your news and gossip, y'all. That wasn't news or gossip. <laughs> I have well, no it's absolutely gossip. I, um, I have a source that Amy Pond is in next week's episode. I have a source that Your Rose, source is an idiot. Rose uh, is <laughs> in next week's episode. No, okay. All right. Um, but so th- it is the confession dial, and I think that that is very telling in terms of, because what is he spending this entire episode doing? He's confessing to things he has never said to another person. Mm-hmm. And so well, throughout the, the season, we've been teased with this, this thing, the confession dial, as his last will and testament right that he's gonna die um because it, but he always prefaces it with he doesn't say this is my last will and testament he says in your terms mm-hmm. like the best way i can describe it yeah. is that it's a last will and testament the the, 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 only, the thing that i can think that i the only thing i can come up with about it is that basically the purpose of the confession dial is that when someone dies they this is their way of like sort of settling where they are on Earth. They're put into this little miniature bubble universe or pocket universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have to live whatever... It, I guess it's just different for every person because this one was designed to be the doctor's hell and to force him to con- to confess all of the things that he's hidden. Yeah. Um, the question is to what end... And why seemingly before he's dead? Because at the beginning of the season, mm. he kept saying, I'm going to die tomorrow. Right. I still don't quite understand why he thought that. I don't either. I... <laughs> so they haven't really does... gone into it as to what it is that, why it is the doctor like felt like, this is my last day on Earth. Or this is my last day in the universe, I guess would be a better thing. I mean, in the chat roll, someone said the theory was that it was perverted by the Time Lords. When normally used, it would be a reflection for a relative. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I guess the well, the Time Lords could just, like, point a sonic at it and Open just it. twist with the, just mess with the programming, oh, basically, yeah. to, right. to make it not matter that he's not dying. Right. But make it work to get his confession. It probably connects to his to his mind and just like he cre- he creates the mind palace for himself the confession dial creates the perfect way to extract a confession from him right so it's so i mean so basically it's an interrogation device yeah 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 okay um that seems terrible okay. yeah that's <laughs> well the time lords are not friendly people like we haven't seen them really much in modern who but in classic who the time lords are not like Necessarily the good guys. Yeah, no, they're all jerks. <laughs> um, um, they're we, not above torture, right? And we see a little bit of their like awfulness back in Tenant's days when they kind of had poked through uh, when the master brought them back, mm-hmm. um, and we got a little. Hint, and we there's been enough time that has passed to where you kind of forget that they're buttholes, <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, and then you're reminded harshly. Yeah. You know? Um back to the confession dial being what you do when you're dead. Uh Foster the Canadian, who is a first time live viewer, yeah. uh cool. says the next episode could probably regenerates into Jenna Coleman. Confirmed. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I so, would not as be as opposed to that as just Clara coming back. <laughs> uh, but like that, you know, that maybe there's a a regeneration coming in that is why he thinks he's dying. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that he'll pull another, I like this face. Right. And I stay. like this face. This face plays guitar. I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
But so, it, deeper into this world. So, like, a lot of it, it works with clocks, basically. It's very much built like a clock, which I guess is to, to, to drive forward, the like, the time passing. Yeah. Um, we see those glowing gears mm-hmm. throughout the the castle, which the castle, she makes a point of saying, like, it's always moving, always changing. I'm like, all right, so we went last week from Diagon Alley Doctor Who, mm-hmm. now all the stairs and everything is moving yeah. at, mm-hmm. on its own accord, so it's Hogwarts. Yep. It's an evil, twisted Hogwarts. Or Azkaban. Yeah. It could be. Somebody like, actually yeah. said it was uh, Diagon Alley to Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah. I just, like, the, the room's all changing places made well, me think of Hogwarts. I mean, the gears, I think, the gears and the time and the changing also, I think, was another clue to Time Lords. I mean, when it, the first time we see it change, I believe, is right before the opening credits when all you're looking at is gears in the first Yeah, the gears. Seconds. Anything with a circle on this show evokes Time Lords. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much circles. It, time it does because their writing is, is all circles. Circular? Yeah, no, I know the wheels. Just... Four Time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how their how the Time Lord la- written language works for because I was trying to make a gift. Sure. At one point, sure, uh-huh. that's mm-hmm. why. Um, and like it's all about like how like, you have circles for each word, and then like letters are basically cut into each circle. It's something like that. I also know this, yes. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on Pinterest and Tumblr. I have that font on my laptop right now. <laughs> oh, no way. You win. <laughs> I don't know if it works like that. <laughs> it might. Um, you would if you were a bigger nerd. <laughs> um, but so the, the, there's a lot of things that the doctor has sort of left as clues in this world. Um, as we were saying, the I am in twelve, mm. the shovel, the clothes. Um, there's one that I'll be honest, I don't know what it was there for, and I'm curious if you guys can help me out. Um, he goes and he's like sort of drawing in the sand of the little like hexagon mm-hmm. with the arrows all pointing into it. He doesn't dig in it. He, it's not the the teleporter room. I don't know what it was, what it was like, what its purpose was. Did I miss something? I mean, he he related it to something later when he figured out what was happening. It, it, I would say that like, wasn't it? Was it not related to when he was trying to map out the the uh, castle itself and how it triangulated? triangulate um, <laughs> when he was trying to essentially figure out how the the castle turns and how it works so it's, it's like a it's like a compass a focal point right yeah okay I could see that um, there's also questions about what exactly bird meant bird was uh, referring to at the end when he's talking about the uh, the Brothers Grimm story mm-hmm. which as soon as he said the Brothers <laughs> Grimm I, I know like psychically me Yalantari were like I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm gonna uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah. Something, something along the lines of "Is Meisner coming?" <laughs> happened to me. No, just um, a bunch of ears pricking up, like any, <laughs> like dogs. Uh, yeah, uh, they is a uh, Doctor Who Grand crossover. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. No, it's never. never I have a source. Uh, the uh, theories in the chat are the bird is a story. The bird, the bird is a story. Um, the, the bird, the bird is, is, the, is a prison sentence. He he, he said the story. Yeah. Yes. In the, I'm just, it, well, what people are I'm just saying it's not a theory. In the episode, um, he, the Brothers Grimm story that he's referring to is a tale that the Shepherd's Boy is telling about uh, eternity and how to and how to measure. And basically, the idea is that a, the story is that a bird or a series of birds mm-hmm. sharpening their beak on a diamond mountain will over an eternity be able to wear it down. Scientifically, we're talking about like literally scraping molecules mm-hmm. off of right. the diamond instead of like where you like shave like a if you're like I don't know chipping at wood whittling yeah. yeah yeah whittling I was like whittling if you're whittling <laughs> you you taking like sheaths of wood off and so you're 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 whittling it down to to nothing but a diamond is just so much harder and this uh, stratium I believe it was called. Uh, is 400 times the hardness of hmm. diamond. Um, so it literally it literally took 
billions of years for a fist to rub off enough molecules right. to break through it. Um, Matthew in the chat room says, be the bird, doctor. <laughs> I imagine that's how we said it. That's a cool. Be the bird. <laughs> be, 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 <laughs> be the bird, doctor. The bird, doctor. <laughs> the bird, comma, it's just, it's doctor. Like, it's, not, it's Doctor Who, not Doctor Doolittle. My um, apologies. <laughs> doctor okay. what? No, who? <laughs> um... So, but that so that's what Bird was, and basically it was written there to just jog yeah. him enough. He knew that it, because it happened to him, or I guess this was the first Doctor knew it would be enough to light that yeah. match mm, and, right. and teach him that. Um, when he gets to that to that room, when he finally like has the epiphany, I, I think I was still like processing everything that was happening. But mm-hmm. the second time when I watched it. It's so devastating to see him remember. Because, like, I didn't even catch it the first time, but he, like, in that moment, he remembers all of it. Mm. He says that he remembers every time. Yeah. Mm. So even the first one that we see, where it's 7,000 years, Mm -hmm. and you think about the vastness of every time he remembers. I mean, just imagine watching this episode as many times as there are skulls in that lake. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what the doctor remembers all of a sudden. And it's like reading your favorite like a, a great book for the first time, like when it's the first time, no matter what, even if you've forgotten the first time completely, mm-hmm. it's still great because you've never experienced it before. But when you suddenly remember all the times i think that's what send that's that's well that is what sends him down that like i just want to lose yeah um and he needs somebody to tell him not to and that's what it's what the memory of clara does it's strong enough um that for me was sort of a, a high point and i'm curious what you guys think um this was i think capaldi's really like I own the doctor role now. I think every doctor has that moment where they sort of take over the role. Mm -hmm. And he's had a lot of great episodes and a lot of great moments before this. But this episode, I think, truly solidified him in the role of the doctor. I'm trying to think of a better example. I feel like it's happened already, but I can't think of a better example. There have been really cool things. This was just so monumental as a performance. Mm -hmm. And as, like, taking the emotional core of the Doctor to a new place Mm. that we haven't seen before, that, to me, this just, it stands, like, Mm. for that, just just the basic concept of Capaldi as the Doctor, this stands above other episodes. I'm not saying it's it's the best, necessarily, but I think that for that, in that sense, it stands above them. Um, I would argue that, uh, I think that, I guess I don't see it as his moment of this is my doctor, but I see it as kind of the thing that sets his doctor apart, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So the moment, for me, the moment that said, like, him, him taking over the doctor role was when he was riding in on that tank with the guitar. That was like his, I'm the doctor, this is how my doctor yeah. rolled yeah. <laughs> But this moment to me was the him kind of digging in and really getting to the core of what his doctor is about. It's his um, no second chances moment, essentially. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> good reference. <laughs> so good. Sorry, for anyone that, that doesn't, just um, help our audience out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, that was a reference to when Tennant, uh, Tennant's first episode, he was trying to figure out who he was. Uh, it was a Christmas special. I forget which which Christmas special. Um, but essentially... the Christmas Invasion. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, but essentially, when he realized what kind of doctor he was, um, he he gave a guy a chance to surrender. They didn't take it. And he he let him die. And he realized that he's no he's all about no second chances. And that's that's how you really kind of figure out which doctor it is. You know, like, the one who forgets. The one who... Um, like uh what was Tennant's thing it was like the one who uh saves blah 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 mm-hmm. um and so regrets that, yeah the one who regrets yes um so that's 
that's his moment, and I feel like this is Capaldi's. Yeah, for me, there were there were sort of two moments for Smith where he sort of took over, and one is in his, in his first episode, when, like when he steps through like the the flashes of all the doctors, mm-hmm. and he just is like, "Run, ba- mm-hmm. I I am the doctor, basically." <laughs> run from like that's like a huge moment for me. He didn't take over past Tenant in my mind. I've been no, I'm no shy, I'm not shy about the fact that Smith is my doctor. Um, he didn't take over as like above Tenant until this is a weird moment for that. Like, I think a lot of people be like that one <laughs> when he puts on the cowboy hat in oh, like Zach. in that episode in the episode um where they're in Utah Lake Silencio no not not oh. even that one hmm. it was like it was when um he puts it on like like the scene with like the the chess where he's playing like electric chess and like oh. all that like that something about it just was like i get who this is i believe that's a wedding for river song Maybe mm. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, either way, guys. it was that it was that scene when he's uh, like I don't know something yeah. about it all just like came together and I was like, this is my doctor. Like I just I get this I connect to this. Peter Capaldi had a great moment for me with um in the boneless episode mm-hmm. um when the TARDIS like explodes out of its like little protective armor spins through lands and then the doctor emerges i am the doctor and i name you the boneless hmm. bam in not some way and that's like capaldi like i am the badass you best get out my way right <laughs> um but anyway we're way off the top off the subject here yeah um, do but you guys have the any chat other final thoughts? agreeing that they love hoovian discussion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all like, no, it's this one. No, it's this one. You guys are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, the chat roll's great. Um, those of you who are just commenting later on YouTube, and uh, t- I would love to know what moments and what um, things it was that really made the, the, each doctor for you. Because um, we can't keep track. The chat roll goes away when we're done. But leave it on the YouTube comments later. Like, what was the moment that you fell in love with Tenet. What was the moment you fell in love with Smith, with Capaldi or Eccleston? Please, it's when he says, "Nice to meet you, Rose. Now run for your life." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was it. I was sold. I know people who fell in love with Tenet just when he he mentioned the the Lion King. Really, <laughs> yeah, like that was it. That was it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's let's get back into it. Um, do you guys have anything else about like the world? This little in this little confession dial. I mean, we talked about we talked about the storyline and what this like thing is. Um, we talked about the veil. Um, yes, the the yeah. the, the the villain. Yeah, a villain, if you will, in sort of quotes. Yeah. Um, do you guys find Tara? You were saying you found him scary. I did mostly because I like for me things are scary when they have like a a precursor. Because then it builds the anticipation, and for for me, this having this like cloaked it follows type monster mm-hmm. that's preceded by flies, which are essentially the the harbinger of, or not the harbinger, yeah, the harbinger, like, harbinger mm. of death. Um, I I really found that to be really intimidating. Um, I mean, part of me also spent the episode thinking that it was like you were he was supposed to embrace this veil. Because you're supposed to, you know, face your fears or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it killed him uh, made it more terrifying. Yeah, and I like the idea that it was something that sprung from a childhood nightmare. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, why is the doctor running? Like, he would... The doctor goes head first into these situations. He doesn't just, like, run flat out when he sees something new. Yeah. Um, but then, but he explained it, and I, I picked... I got that. Um I did again think of like Harry. It again reminded me of Harry Potter. There's not. There's a lot of Harry Potter going on in these episodes. It's, it's Somebody's a, death, a big fan. It's a Death Eater. Again, um, right. no, I wasn't. Even, well, there's that, but it was more. Um, I was reminded of the Deathly Hollows tale because he made the way he described it sounded like death. Like it follows you mm. throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you can run, but it's always coming. Um, you can outrun it for a little while, but it will catch you eventually. It reminded me of the the story of the the third brother who uh, ran from death all of his life until it was until he was old, and he greeted it as an old friend. And that was sort of like what you were saying; like he had to embrace it eventually, and he did it, right. in the end, um, and not in quite the way we expected. <laughs> yeah, but he did. Um, do you guys think that if he had 
told his uh, his final like hybrid secret that it would have just let him out? No. No? No. I think him revealing the secret wouldn't have done him any... I think there were... I mean, he has been living now for two billion years there. Hmm. Yeah. You know? I think that he has plenty of secrets in his life that he could confess and that it would keep going until he ran out of secrets or made it through. I think if he would confess the hybrid thing, because that's not what it was after. What was it after? Though? I thought that was after the hybrid. You thought it was after secret. just the hybrid secret. That's what it, it. That's what he implied at the end of the episode. I thought that it was just after it's it's his confession dial. I thought it just wanted conf- like that was there to make him confess, which was to make him go around and try to figure out his way through to break through and get himself to Gallifrey. He he could be wrong. Um, to me, it seemed it's uh, the doctor thought. Yeah. by the end of the episode, that it was all about getting the information on the hybrid. I um, see what you're saying mm. and think that that is a possibility. But I think that once he was through, the fact that he was the hybrid or that that was the secret was um, no longer relevant to the confession. Does that make sense? I feel like the confessional... I don't, I'm, like, I'm not saying felt, that it would have let him out if he had confessed it. I think right. that if they had extracted that information, let's if we assume that it was the most important and they extracted it, I think whoever's behind it, whether it's the Time Lords or himself or the Master, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it would have been left in there, effectively. Um, maybe it would have stopped the veil. I don't know if he would have gotten out. I don't know. I think um, it would have just continued. I mean, it was on... It, like, was on a loop, kind of, right? right. It kept mm. doing... It It had a program. It was just going to keep doing what it was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that had he confessed, it would have frozen like it did. He would have gotten away and started over again. Yeah. Yeah. I think his confessions were specifically, irre- like, what they were were irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Mm. Uh, where it's just... It's made for him to essentially... Uh, Break through. To break through and get to Gallifrey. I mean, that's what a lot of people in the chat were saying, that it's it's a door to Gallifrey. It's the only way through. I mean, it's the long way around, he hmm. says. Yeah. Um, well, okay, Let, let's get into the final scene. Sure. Um, uh, my, my last thought on the veil before we get into it is just, um, I really loved the screens um, being oh, yeah. set up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because it, the idea that you can always see... <clears throat> The what the villain what your villain is looking at, I think I know what you're saying you're, you're what you just saw in the chat roll. Go on, hold mm. on to it because I, I yep yeah hold on to it. We yeah trust me, I had plans to talk about it. Okay, go. <laughs> um, the idea of seeing a villain stalking you and knowing where it is at all times, but it's still coming for you and won't stop, and you can't stop it even though you know where it is. That's frightening. And again, just. A, Kudos to Moffat who wrote this episode. That that and to uh, to Rachel Tallahay who directed it. That mm-hmm. it's it's very well done. Rachel Tallahay who is um, directing directed this week. She's directing next week, and she directed the two both parts of last year's two part finale as well. Nice. Um, for anyone who's curious, awesome. Um, great director um, so far. She uh, she's done a few other things. Um, uh, nothing that I. <clears throat> can call out. I think she's doing a Flash episode next year. Yeah! <laughs> um, but, okay, so let's get into Before we this get into, final scene. I want to apologize for what I just said because I, I misspoke. What do you mean? Uh, when I said about the hybrid, which is what we're talking about, yeah? Yeah. And, I okay, misspoke so because they pointed out... Uh, he says, it's the hybrid is me. And okay, Moffat, we get it. You've intentionally chosen the phrasing to be as vague as possible My so that apologies, we're everyone. arguing uh-huh. for a week about what he meant. As I, wa- I I think, like the rest of this panel, as I watched it, I went, oh, the Doctor is the hybrid? Mm-hmm. And then later went, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> this character he didn't me. say, I'm the hybrid. Yes. He said, is me. And there's this bizarre character inexplicably named me. Mm. <laughs> also, there's some discussion in the chat right now between the capitalization of me 
Depending on which closed caption you use. I was, that's what I was gonna say. Cause some, some people, um, Alistar Allen is saying BBC's closed caption was a lowercase m, mm-hmm. and then everyone else in the chat is saying their caption was an uppercase m. I remember an uppercase m. Oh. So DirecTV's caption. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanna say that it, it's, somebody who's pointing out that Moffat really does, uh, wordplay, and this is the same. He loves to pull this kind of thing. Screw him loving wordplay. He just <laughs> likes to pull this kind of thing. Like, I told you. I just put it right out there. I gave you the answers. You just weren't listening. Right? right. That's what he said. Yeah. Jerk. Definitely. But if you want to see where he said that, it's available on yell.tv. <laughs> uh, though, to me, uh, <laughs> to me, um, I feel like if the hybrid is me, it kind of lessens my like last feelings about that. The episode. Mine too. Well, okay, so this episode semi clarified and didn't what the hybrid is. Um, mm-hmm. They're saying it's half human, half Dalek. The doctor says nothing is half Dalek, right? Which seems, I think, that's more of like his like view on it. DNA wise, mm-hmm. we're talking with a hybrid. Um, it could be half Dalek, but the Daleks would not see it that way. Um, they would, although. The Doctor is referred to uh, last season as a good Dalek by yeah, the broken dog. And that's not, like splitting hair at that point. Yeah, but, yeah. Not that he is a good Dalek, that he would be a good Dalek. Right. Yeah. That if he were made into Dalek, he'd be excellent at I it. I might be looking at the subtitles right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. You want to lead the show? No. Uh, <laughs> I will talk. Um, I just feel like the idea of him being the hybrid uh, is intriguing because... It makes his character make... It, like, adds another layer to his character, being that if you were told that you were destined to destroy your people uh, and, like, essentially become this terrible creature, um, then, of course, you'd run away, and, of course, you'd devote your life to saving people because you're essentially running away from your destiny. And, ultimately, you don't know if you're going to... if it's going to lead you back there, but you hope that you are going to become a force for good. And I think that that is more intriguing than it just being a girl that he met one day and gave a, a immortality cracker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because that's the thing is like she, so she is a hybrid of two things, two warrior races. She's a Viking and uh, whatever that, those random people were called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, started with an M. I apologize. Um, the Meyer. Meyer, yeah. Good. Nice. Nice pull. Um, Which I would totally accept as uh, the two warrior races, because I've been splitting hairs all season about the warrior races, mm-hmm. and so I would totally accept that um, Viking and Meyer, two warrior races. Although Viking, human race, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I maintained for the most of the season that the, one of the warrior races was humanity, and I have disagreed all season, which is why I'm super excited for an answer. Yeah. That <laughs> said, knowing Moffat, it's giving here's an answer, and I'm gonna change it at the How? end. Lowercase. Okay, so iTunes has lowercase. Um, people also point out that Moffat has no say over closed captioning. No, but usually they work with a script, which yeah. is where it's interesting. Because um, he tr- he know that someone at the show knows what they're sending out to closed right. captioning, mm-hmm. and with something that clearly manufactured, right? They would have made sure to yeah, pay yeah. attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, last thing, of course, was that big pan over shot with that little kid that he tells to like run tell someone important that I've returned because nobody like they know <laughs> they know the, um, what he says for him to tell I was like that kid is not going to remember anything <laughs> he said um it took a long time he's here you to know get around it to it he's important he's important you're important right what and did he look like then he describes him that doesn't sound like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Sydney in the chat says Tari is the hybrid. Uh, my secret is revealed. Is, are you like hybrid with Dylan Chance? <laughs> yes. Is that how you're a hybrid? Yep. Yes. Um, all right. Hey um, but then they, but then that pan over and like we see the red skies. As soon as he came out, I was I shouted Gallifrey at the TV. Oh, because um, you saw yeah. the saw the skies. Um, I thought when he was trying to break through and he was like, Ah, the Tardis home, and I was like. No, like, n- no, you're n- no. 
I, I that's mean, what I thought. I, if not for the <laughs> white light, I think I would have jumped to there. But the white light, to me, reminded me of the light on top of the TARDIS. Mm. Um, I didn't think the TARDIS was actually back there. But I thought that it was like an image for him to chase. Sure. Right. Um, all right. Before we get into predictions, really quick, I want to talk about some news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, really cool news dropped today, you guys, via Facebook. Um, we don't have time to watch the video, but I highly recommend checking it out because it's hysterical. Uh, this is official. This is official news. Next season, Peter Jackson will be directing an episode of Doctor Who. Awesome. Um, I'm so excited. Um, I know the internet is really mixed on this. Um, I think it will be the, the biggest thing for me that's really interesting about it is that they, Peter Jackson can easily play to two completely different takes on two, two completely different ways that Doctor Who does TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go to like classic Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson was a small budget horror director mm-hmm. for years, like yeah. Dead Alive. Um, which is absolutely 100% Doctor Who. Yeah. He could do a great horror episode and go back to his roots. Or they could do something that somebody, I think it was, I want to say it was Nerdist, uh, said, what if he is directing, like, the next chapter of the Time War now that Gallifrey is back? And so, like, you have the, the guy who directed the Hell's Keep battle. Just, it's Hell's Keep, but with Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. The net the season Hi. premiere next season will be uh, six hours broken up into three <laughs> parts. Uh, that sounds right. Which I'm also in favor of. Um, the bo- the bo- what, do on, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? on excited was two pages. or not excited? A lot of theories that uh, hobbits will appear, um, non-confirmed. No, it's not. Uh, so Peter Jackson is a source. <laughs> That's a source. I have a source. Um, there will be no hobbits. People are talking about hobbits, and I think that. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about how Peter Jackson is a Hoovy and he's such a big Hoovy. And he had Sylvester McCoy in um, The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. So I'm predicting that <laughs> Sylvester McCoy will appear. <laughs> yeah. Because they're besties. Mm. Yeah, that's all. Uh, all right. Um, anyone else before you get going? No, I, think time, there, I think there'll be a giant ape. It's time for predictions. <laughs> the giant ape? Did the, the king come? Oh, he, did right. come. Yeah, he, he did the king come. <laughs> he did the king <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's very exciting. Um, okay, predictions. I predict that uh, everyone was going to go to their DVRs and set a reminder uh, to make sure that their DVR is going to record an extra half hour of Doctor Who next week. Um, what? The, it's an extra 25 minutes, I believe, or the airing is an hour 25. So wow. make sure you set your DVRs Neat. properly. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, it's an extra long finale. Um, all right, so next week on the, the next on. Oh my god. Okay, so we. Wait, s- you saw a next I on? I didn't see a next This on. is the. Again, Wait. this is also weird. Tari, did you see I it? I saw one, yeah. How did you watch it? Um, I watched it on BBC. I watched it on BBC America first on Saturday. Yeah. There's no next on. Thank you. Then I watched it. Then I downloaded it and watched it on iTunes to watch while I was on the plane, and that had a next on. Um, What's funny is this is probably the only week I haven't watched it on BBC One, and they always have a next on. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I watched it on BBC um, One. I, I mean, it so, may be so, a, a time spoiler, spoiler yeah. alert for anyone who was concerned about. I'm just letting you know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're Spoiler welcome. Um, so alert. next week, yes, we did see Maisie Williams. We see the woman from uh, the premiere from the Sisters of Karn. We see the the general from the 50th, the, the Gallifrey general. And the big thing that I think is most like crazy prediction is that we see uh, we see the doctor in front of a firing squad of Gallifrey soldiers, followed by a somebody in a bright white chamber shouting that the regeneration has begun like alert Yo. alert whatever the regeneration uh, regeneration underway um now now we're dealing with a whole planet of time lords so literally right. anyone there could be regenerating right um I want to just ask this one question before everyone says their predictions. Do you think Doctor Who is capable of doing a surprise regeneration? No. 
Like recasting the actor? Like, surprise? No. Okay. Not a chance. No. They could do like a David Tennant regeneration? With, well, like, that's, the the, that's not the same. I just yeah, meant yeah, like, like a, a shocking, we covered it up <laughs> brilliantly, and this is it for Capaldi. I think, I think, no. Especially because when Capaldi was brought in, there was a special yeah. announcing it. Also, um, it's not like them to be able to keep a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and Moffat has, although rule one, Moffat lies, he said Capaldi is going to be here full season next season. Yeah. Right. I just thought I would ask. Okay, so well, next week, what do you guys think? We got to get out of here pretty soon, so. I think you should tweet out this tr- uh, next on for everyone who missed it. Because <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> I mean, just, it's on uh, it's on YouTube. And, and, and Zach that. will tweet it from at that Zach okay. Wilson. I, yes, I will tweet it out uh, tomorrow. Thanks. Um, Mr. Egypt, Mr. Egypt in the chat said me regeneration with a capital M. I think that's what they're talking about. I think that me is the hybrid and that that's who goes up against the firing squad. And where would she have gotten Galfrey and DNA? No idea. Do you wait? Uh, do you need Galfrey and DNA, or do you need? Because it's it's essentially a magic trick that Galfrey's learn in the academy. So uh, I think I don't remember if I was talking about it on this show or with someone, but I was talking about how she's had so many years to, and she's been studying the doctor for so long that there's a chance that she could have come into contact with a way to learn regeneration. Mm. Um, Interesting. People I, also point out that it can't be um, Capaldi because of the Christmas special. Yeah, right. Also, this is good point. point. Yeah. This is part. I, it was, I just thought it was worth asking because yeah, that's yeah. what the trailer basically right. tried yeah. to imply. I forgot yeah. that and was like, I should mention this. Yeah, and this is part one of a three-part special. The third part being Christmas special. So after this season, we have another special, and then Christmas. It's, no, no, it's no, no. This you, week, when you it's... heard when you heard somebody say three parter, that was referring to last week with Face the Raven. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Then oh, then I'm I'm silly. Yeah. I was like, no, this, this is part three. <laughs> this is second of Face the, the three Raven parts. ended with a to be continued, right. making it effectively the first part. You're Got welcome. it. Yeah. Um, Y'all called that. Okay. Anyone else with a prediction? Um, for people next are predicting week? that Missy's coming back and that Missy might regenerate. Um, and then people are trying Ooh. to connect Missy and me. And I, like I don't Michelle think they're the same person. You do or you don't? I do. Oh. I said, boo, I like Michelle Gomez. I don't oh. want her to go away. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely like the idea of Missy coming back. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, I would love to see Missy again. And I think it makes sense based on how we started the season. Right. Yeah. Um, further going on the meat regenerating thing, it would be a, a good way to keep that character around but not have to deal with the whole issue of Maisie Williams being unavailable. Why yeah. would she be unavailable? Well, you know, uh, she's on this popular show on HBO. Oh, all right. Uh, also, Entourage. <laughs> yes, Sex <laughs> in the City. <laughs> she plays girls. Turtle. No, <laughs> Maisie Williams will be taking over uh, for Tony Soprano as the head oh, of the Soprano soon. crime family. <laughs> <Too soon. laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> too soon. That show ended, and he died. Um, I never said he died. I just said he's. No, the the cat, Tony Soprano. Anymore. Well, and the character oh, Tony Soprano mm. died at what? the end of that. Spoiler alert! Have you seen? You've no. seen the Soprano? Oh, Doctor that... Who's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I you, Mark. should watch it. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, oh, he... Boo says the barn is coming back. I I think that it would be great to to find out. Um, Doctor, the one thing that I will say towards the Doctor being the hybrid theory is that it would, if he was manufactured per se, mm-hmm. it would explain why he's an orphan, because that was the whole thing with the barn is that he's supposedly at that point, at least at that point in his life, right, an orphan. Whether he goes back to his parents or lost his parents earlier, who knows? But that I would love to see that. I would love to see a lot of listen come back and be explained, but that in particular, what he's doing there, because this episode referred to the Doctor's nightmares, right? I would love to see that come back. Yeah, and that's the same barn from the fiftieth yes. where he takes the moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are suggesting that Karn might uh, regenerate. Maybe it's possible. I mean, literally anyone, anyone mm. on this show could regenerate. Um, I know that Moffat said this is some gossip that we're not getting a new com- the new companion, right. so we're not going to meet anyone that is going to be the companion right away. 
um, or even in the Christmas special. We're not going to do that until mm. next year. I feel like they're going to have um, a big special in the summer or in the spring. Another Doctor Who live special. Who the who the next companion will be? Hashtag they we want Stormageddon. Hashtag we want Stormageddon. Hashtag Zach Too wants long. Stormageddon. We. We. Hilly, I, want, I want Hilly Atwater. All right. Mayor <laughs> me. me. Me want Stormageddon. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Too I long. think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining us here at After Buzz TV for the Doctor Who after show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm still. This episode was really good. I'm excited. I'm really excited for next week's finale. Um, until then, uh, be sure to uh, subscribe on, uh, to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the places. Hit us with a review. Hit us with a rating. Hit us with a thumbs up in that corner over somewhere there, uh, wherever. Uh, but th- but be, please, your support it means a lot to us. Um, Yell Teagle. Until next week, where can everyone keep up with you? Everyone can keep up with me on Yell.tv. That's why AEL.tv. Also on a ton of shows here at AfterBuzz, including The Librarians, which is for Whovians by Whovians. It really, huh. they steal from Whovians. Great references um, <laughs> in the best way. Also, I'm on. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And I'm Tari J Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T E U R I G Y. You guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F M A N N. This this hat, courtesy of Kangol Hats. Ah. Um, and you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back this week. The Muppets with Steve Cobb. Yes. returns for another two episodes before the hiatus. Until then, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.